0: to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Werner Vorster. He is the co-founder and CEO of Vitals. Although he's a qualified software engineer, he has not written a single line of code for the past 17 years. Werner co-founded A2Btransfers.com, now Hapa.com, in 2005 and grew it into one of the world's leading airport transfer providers. Today, HAPA operates in 117 countries and in 2019 transported its 30 millionth customer. Werner exited HAPA in 2016 while retaining a small shareholding and is not currently actively involved in the day-to-day running of the business. As CEO of Vitals, Werner manages the company's overall operations, product strategy, regulatory strategy, fundraising, and business development. When he's not working, he enjoys spending time with his family, reading, hunting, and mountain biking. He's from the awesome country of South Africa and now lives here in the United States. So uh, it's just uh, such an interesting background and journey. Werner, I'm so privileged to have you here with us today. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much for the opportunity, So Absolutely. So before we dive into what you guys are up to at Vitals, tell us a little bit more about what inspired your journey and work in healthcare?
1: Uh, yes, that's a good question. So, my background, as you mentioned, is more in business. And idols kind of came about back like in 2016 officially, uh, because one of my sons suffered from febrile seizures when he was younger. So, basically, a seizure brought on by a high or a fast rising temperature. And back then, we were looking for ways to monitor his temperature remotely just to alert us when he had a fever because we wanted to kind of avoid these seizures from happening um, and we couldn't find anything. We tested a few devices that were out on the market. None of them performed properly. Funny enough, they were all FDA cleared. And um, and then we ended up having to sleep next to him in his room when he was sick, alternating doing that uh, when he was sick so that we could check his temperature. And so that's how it all started. We started building the prototypes, Talking to a lot of clinicians to figure out what they need, and uh, and then finally got a prototype together, and everything kind of snowballed from there.
0: Yeah, you know that's that's awesome, man. You know, you had the the business, the software skills. Then your son comes up with the need, and you're like, "Let me tackle this." Wait a <laughs> minute, this is something more people need, and now here we are, right? And so, yes. tell us about Vitals. What are you guys doing? How are you doing it, and how's it adding value to the healthcare ecosystem?
1: Right. So we've developed a wearable device that monitors vital signs continuously. So the idea was to have something, a single device, not multiple devices, that uh, can measure everything a nurse would check on a patient when he or she comes to the bedside. And uh, the idea is to monitor it continuously so we can detect deterioration as it happens and when it happens. And also get accurate, reliable data into the medical record system without the hassle from a nurse to have to go around measuring patients, sterilizing the equipment, doing all of that it takes about 15 minutes more or less to do that per patient. And then having to go and do the input into the medical record. Uh, we can automate that, give them accurate data and they can then focus on treating the, the patient and interacting with the patient instead of poking and prodding them. I know I know many people who've been woken up at night to be checked, vital signs checked um, in hospital. So that's always a comment we get from everyone. So our device at the moment monitors body temperature, respiration rate, heart rate, and spO2. And we can do that in any frequency or interval uh, required by the hospital. And all the data, as I mentioned, ends up back in the medical record system. So whether that patient is in the hospital or Discharged and still need some monitoring at home. We can do all of that, and um, and it's as if the nurse is right there next to the patient's bedside.
0: I think that's really neat. And so the device itself is it cleared for for use in, in hospitals and home, or or how, how is it? You know, what's the indication for it? Sure.
1: So yeah, it's cleared for an hospital and at home, okay. and uh, we're currently the only device with that the uses it. Well, the only company with a device that is a single form factor and measures all of these vital signs, especially body temperature, which is critical for patients and these days as well for for COVID. And we're also the only device currently, well, single device that's cleared for pediatric patients. So we can monitor kids from two years and older as well, which is kind of rare for for wearables um to be cleared by the FDA for uh, under 18.
0: That's awesome, man. So you're you sort of got through the tough part. Now you have this device that measures all of these critical components that, that a lot of people care about when managing, you know, sickness in the hospital, but also at home. Talk to us about what makes you guys better than, than what's out there today.
1: Sure. So kind of touched on it. We have one device that monitors everything. So it's very straightforward. It's placed on the chest of the patient. And it's connected to um, or paired with the patient's identifying or patient MRN, they call it, or identifier. And that's it. The nurse can forget about it. The device is waterproof. So it can be worn in the shower, worn in the bath. And the patient goes about his day or her day. This, If it's disconnected due to the patient moving around in the hospital, it records the data and when it reconnects, it dumps it. So it's very straightforward. And um, it's actually, it weighs nine grams. So it's so light that you forget you 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 have it on. So that's one of the things. The other thing is the pediatric side of it, where we are cleared for, for kids as well. And the challenge with pediatric technology is that most of the time, it's technology that has been developed for adults that um, worked around, it's just kind of a workaround to work on kids, where our device was purposefully built for kids initially and, and can also work for adults. So it's, um, hospitals are really keen to, to work with us because of, for, uh, specifically for that reason. Uh, so those are the two things that makes us unique. Well, a third is also that we have body temperature included in our measurements. And um, we're in an area where we've kind of protected ourselves with IP to to allow us to measure that. So so our combination of, of measurements, we're the only company that can do that.
0: That's awesome, man. I mean, so you started this thing in 2016 and it's 2020 yes. and you already have all of this. That's pretty crazy, man. I mean, that's like fast.
1: <laughs> well, oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 we constantly feel that we're moving very slowly, so it's good to hear that. Um, <laughs> I guess in medical technology or medical, things move a little bit slower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're always trying to get, get there faster and uh, get things done because we're well, stage kudos, now we're man. commercializing. And thank you. Thanks. Yeah. It.
0: So, um, you know, we were we were chatting a little bit before the interview, folks, and uh, Werner, you know, shared he he and his team participated with the TMCX program down there in in it's in Houston, right,
1: Werner? Correct. Yeah, yeah in and, Houston, medical center.
0: Yeah, sir. just a great group. Uh, we've had a couple interviews with folks from that the group and companies that have come out from there. As you all know, it's a it's a place where a lot of innovative entrepreneurial minds meet, and uh, it's at the center of a lot of medical centers so this is this is awesome that that we see another great technology come out of that center for use here in the states and the globe so talk to us about how you guys are improving outcomes out there Werner.
1: Sure. so so with our technology it's all about early detecting stuff earlier so predicting instead of or preventing instead of treating uh, and that's where where the biggest advantage for remote monitoring lies Also, if we could shorten hospital stays uh, a little bit with uh, sending a patient home earlier, uh, because they're still being monitored and clinically monitored at home, then that'll save, that'll take some of the cost out of the medical, well, the whole process for the patient payers. So that's also what we've been working on is is trying to get that at home piece uh, as seamless as possible. So as soon as a patient leaves, they can, they don't have to worry about anything. They have a mobile phone with them. Has an app on it that relays the data to the medical record system. So it's it's very straightforward, and um, yeah, it's it's the advantage comes in in the long term when you start picking stuff up that uh, that you can prevent. Or when I say you, I mean clinicians sure, uh, sure. to help get the patient healthier sooner instead of having to keep them longer because they have had an adverse
0: event. So so is your is your son still using this, or is he using it now? Like just curious about that.
1: <laughs> sure. No, he's luckily outgrown. Uh, the seizures, which is great. They do use it. Thank you. They do use it, but they use it under for testing purposes. So you have three boys and (laughs) they are the perfect guinea pigs. (laughs) for <laughs> wearing our devices and they do they do the, the funny thing is that the first time we hooked them up to this uh, when we were here in houston uh we connected them to an icu monitor that we have in, in the office and the first comment that our middle middle one uh, Aiden uh had was why are there so many wires so <laughs> so we're awesome. really, like, we're, yeah that's one of the big problems these days for kids as well
0: that's awesome and so uh love that and, and so as you as you view the market and also the work that you guys have done thus far, what would you say is, is one of the biggest setbacks you've experienced and a key learning that came from that?
1: Sure. Um, I'd say one of the biggest ones, and there are many in the startup, one of the biggest ones is that we used a contractor, contracting company to to help us with some software development. And it was for us, well, it was there was a lot of money that we spent on it, but the bigger Cost for us is always time. Yeah. So, and we did waste, I think, four, four and a half months on it. And they came back with, and they didn't hit any of the targets that we set them, not even close. The end. That's, and, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. That was, awful. and, and it was very really tough to, to kind of deal with that. But, but the learning, well, it was, and we got over it and we went on, we, we continued. Um, and the, the bigger learning is that we need to spend much more time on assessing the companies that we decide to work with and really look at references we didn't get references mm-hmm. for them we, we saw the work they've done before but um if we had dug a little bit deeper then we would have known and and it's tough to as a startup to bring people in and employ them full-time for that so we we have not shied away from using contractors it's just the vetting process needs to be, uh, we made it much stricter more stringent yeah.
0: yeah you know it's a a great lesson learned and When you plug somebody in or a company in to fulfill, you know, something that's core to the launch or the business, man, it's just so key that that vetting process is in place because there's so many things that could go wrong. And I, I know all of us have probably been faced with something similar. Um, But it's about what you do, right? You you guys have yes. systems and processes and, and vetting instruments to prevent that yes. from happening again.
1: Yeah, but has
0: become very important for us. Good for you guys. What about the other side of that? What are you most proud of? What are you most excited about today?
1: Um, well, we're in the process of commercialization, and that excites me a lot. Mostly because we can finally get our devices out there, and we've seen so many people who need it, and especially the uh, kids who... Um, and, and like chronically ill kids it's very tough to see those kids and their families having to deal with all of that and um and we're hoping that this can help them lead a little more normal lives uh so that's the mo- i'm most excited about that yeah we're we're just working hard on commercialization COVID has changed the landscape quite significantly for the good and the bad so we're dealing with that and, and i feel like we have a strong strong focus and uh Pretty soon, hopefully, you'd see our devices out there.
0: That's awesome. Well, Werner, let's just uh, leave the listeners with a, a place to connect with you. Where can they find out more about Vitals? And uh, what closing thought would you leave us all with?
1: Sure. So they can have a look at our website, connect with us on LinkedIn, reach out to us. There's a contact page, a contact email address on the website. And um, in terms of closing thoughts... I think the biggest one for me, and then what I've learned during this whole, I wouldn't say process, this whole journey, is uh, just to keep going. We we um, there were a lot of questions about whether we could monitor what we are monitoring on our location on the body, and we proved all of that wrong, well, correct because we we believed we could. So I, I believe now more than more than I have before that it's just about keeping going and validating and just having thick skin that's the most important thing i believe love it man
0: yeah you know it's uh oh there's always a lot of naysayers then you do it and then the opportunity comes so hang in there (laughs) it's certainly the time is right and uh really appreciate you leaving us with that inspirational message folks the website is vitalsync.com it's v-i-t-l-s-i-n-c.com Check them out over there. We'll also leave links to the ways you could get in touch with Werner and his team at uh, Vitals. In the show notes, just go to outcomesrocket.health, type in Vitals, V-I-T-L-S, in the search bar, and you'll find it all there. Werner, thanks so much for spending time with us today. This is uh, really fun. Thanks so much, Saul. It was great. Appreciate it. Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, Saul Marquez here. I get what a phenomenal asset a podcast could be for your business and also how frustrating it is to navigate editing and production monetization and achieving the roi you're looking for technical busy work shouldn't stop you from getting your genius into the world though you should be able to build your brand easily with a professional podcast that gets attention a patched up podcast could ruin your business let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.